Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. Where are you, Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with Jared Davis. It's Georgia State week. Are we going to hate on Georgia State? I feel like we should. I mean, we got some aggression after losing to Penn State. Why not take it out on Georgia State? It's our homecoming week, too. Um, we're playing them at 3 p.m. in Jordan-Hare, and uh, I think some players are going to want to come out and play hard. I hope we just don't overlook Georgia State uh, this week. But anyway, Jared, how are you doing uh, after uh, you know some time away from the Penn State game and now looking forward to uh, the Georgia State game? Uh, I'm doing okay. I, I kind of hate games like this, if I'm being honest. It's good for the team, but, you know, after you – after you lose a big game, you want to like another big game to say, Hey, can we rebound? Like, let's get to it quick. Can we win a, another big one to get me feeling better? Cause really, honestly, if we beat Georgia state, like I'm not going to feel any better. Um, but it will give the team chance to work on things that, that were an issue at Penn state. So it's probably a good thing for the team. Yeah, um, well, I absolutely get that. Like I, I want to come back and next week be the LSU game. Right, because if you win, you're like, okay, well, I've totally forgotten about Penn State now. See, at this point, we right. got to deal with that Penn State loss for two weeks. Because if we be, if we don't beat Georgia State, then we got bigger issues. But if we beat them, you're <laughs> like, well, it was Georgia State, so I'm still dealing with the Penn State issue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm kind of in the same mentality right now, and I hope, and I think we will win at uh, against Georgia State, but it will kind of prolong our just. All right, we we're gonna have. Our next game after Georgia State is LSU, and it's another hostile environment. We're going to have to go into Baton Rouge and play well there. And so we're going to have to wait to see that improvement against some good competition. Um, Because right now with Georgia State, the line is 25 points, which shout out to you, uh, Jared. You had predicted preseason that we'd win by 25 points. So are you Las Vegas or whatever? Not Las Vegas. (laughs) Yeah. are you, I, are you predicting everything now? I, yes, yes. If you're asking, did I create Las Vegas and the whole <laughs> booking system? Yes, I did. This, this yeah. is just a volunteer side thing I do, the podcast. But on my yeah, my day job is I am actually the <laughs> – I, I set the lines for all sporting uh, events. I figured as much. I figured yeah. as much. <laughs> um. But, yeah, we are predicted to win. I, I think this is uh, about as much of a tune-up game as we could get um, after a, a tough Penn State loss. Um, what are some particular things that you're going to be looking for in this game for us to really improve on um, and to take us to the next level um, that I think we're going to need when we go into SEC play? I really don't know. I think, um, you know, if we go out there and produce offensively, I don't think it's going to be much different than the first two weeks. So 
I guess the thing that I might could take away from it is the only positive, every team we've played has had a 70-plus percent completion percentage. So if we get that down more in the 60 range, I guess that would be one thing where you could say, hey, maybe we have fixed something because even the bad teams were completing passes against us. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely think that. I think that's a good spot to start. Um, Yeah, and I definitely want to see our wide receivers kind of go back to what we did game one. I think if we go back to that where Bo Nix is completing a lot of passes, we're doing what we should um, in the receiving game. I think we we have a really good shot at uh, you know just laying the the pedal to the metal against Georgia State. Um, I think we could easily beat Georgia State by more than twenty five points. If I'm being honest, I think we can beat them by a lot. If this is if um, Shivers is back, do you think this pretty quickly becomes a Hunter Shivers? carrying the load uh, even relatively early on because uh, Hunter can – both those are very capable guys. I, I, mm-hmm. Essentially, we don't want to get tank hurt. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And we have very capable, not even just like, oh, come in and trash time. These guys are very capable of carrying the load. So I wonder how quick that becomes the the Hunter-Shiver show. No, it, I mean, that's a good point. I, I, I still think tank will start, but it wouldn't – shock me after after you know six to eight carries for tank that we're just like all right cool just keep you your legs warm for this week and then you know we don't want you to get injured before we go to um lsu i i think that could be the case and shivers is going to be if he comes back this week then he's going to have some you know he's going to be ready to go (laughs) yeah we need to get his rust off he's only played one game so yeah i think it'd be great to get him a lot of touches too uh, just was thinking that through literally as I was talking. So um, we need the game, but I don't think either one of those guys, I don't think we're not trying to win, even if you just use those guys. Those are very capable running backs. Oh, yeah, I think so too. Um, Jared, let's jump into, you know, our players to watch for Auburn. Uh, we've we've got um, some guys that I feel like improved some on offense, defense, and special teams. But holistically, I feel like, especially in offense and defense, there's a lot of improvement that needs to happen. Um, who's your player to watch on offense for Auburn? I think it's going to be John Samuel Shanker. I think I want to see them expand his role a little more to stretch the defense a little more. Um, and I don't know if they'll show that in this game, but I don't know that there'll be a – I don't think I can take a lot away because, I mean, Robertson had three touchdowns against Alabama State and then – not much against Penn State. So, like, I don't know if them having a big game receivers is going to mean much, but schematically, if we start seeing them kind of using Shanker a little more to even stretch it down the field instead of just yeah. the 50 yard passes, I think that would, I think that'd be huge to see that. Yeah. Expand his game a little bit more to those, uh, you know, 20 yard passes. That could be really big. Um, I think that would be a good uh, thing to add to his repertoire. I'm actually going to be watching Kobe Hudson. Because I, I saw a breakout game for him uh, against Penn State, and I think he has the potential to, you know, continue to be one of the key guys that we go to. And you know, you have Demetrius Robertson, but you also have Kobe Hudson. If you've got a couple, you know, top level wide receivers, and I haven't even mentioned Shedrick Jackson too. Like three guys out there that at any moment could be the big 50, 70 yard catch. I, I, that's hard to guard. You can't like keep key off on that one person. 
Um, so I think Kobe Hudson is, is going to be the guy I'm going to be watching. If he does well um, and continues to take those strides, I mean, sky's the limit for the kid. I agree. Um, on defense, who are you going to be watching, Jared, for Auburn? I think probably Owen Papo for two reasons. Number one, is he healthy? Does he even mm-hmm. play? And number two, I feel like he's – I feel like he missed a few assignments on tight ends based off of what the announcers were saying. So I want to see how he rebounds from that, um, see if we can can fix that a little bit. Super talented guy. Um, and we're going to need him to step up because I, I just realized, you know, Zacoby's out for the first half. So mm-hmm. there's gonna, if he can't play – it's going to fall on Chandler, and I don't I don't even know who our fourth linebacker is. So, yeah, it's going to be uh, – Owen's going to have to play a big role if he's healthy. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, especially first half. Um, i would definitely be looking at Owen to see how he does. I think I'm going to be also watching um, – I'm going to go with the hot players because right now Chandler Wooten's the hot player right now. He's uh, – he led the team in tackles last week, and he is playing with some fire. I mean, he is making his last year in college a good one. And I want to I see him continue to improve, um, continue those hot streaks, and uh, maybe even get a sack or two this game. Uh, that would be awesome to see. Yes, sir. Um, who's, your, who's your guy for special teams? Uh, because there's, there's a handful of guys that have been definitely doing well in special teams. But who are you going to be watching this, this week? I think I'm going to watch Oscar. I think I hate to steal your man. I know you like Oscar. Uh, <laughs> you like the punting game. But I want to see, was the was the almost 50-yard average a fluke at Penn State, or is that his new thing? If that's his new thing, we're going to be flipping a lot of fields, and I think that could uh, help us out a lot, you know, uh, on the defense. Yeah, I, that's a good one because, I, I mean, I think even during the, I think, Alabama State game, he had a bad punt. It was like 25 yards, something like that not great um so like can he consistently get the 45 50 yard punts and really do what we hope a punter can do is flip that field um if he can do that man we're, we're gonna have a big advantage um on special teams uh the guy i'm gonna be watching is demetrius robertson because i think this could be i think we're gonna stop georgia state a lot i think there's going to be a lot of punts in this game. And I think Demetrius Robertson has the speed, the uh, agility, the juking ability to get, you know, make the first guy miss on a punt return, but also go the distance. He's got, I don't think he's as fast as Anthony Schwartz, but at times when he's running at top speed, it's like uh, the dude looks exactly like him. <laughs> and and it's amazing. So I want to, I'm going to be watching, uh, Demetrius Robertson. Jared, let's get into our score predictions for this game. Um, what do you think this game's going to look like for Auburn um, playing Georgia State after you know having a tough loss against Penn State? I really don't know. Um, I haven't. What did I say at the beginning of the year? You said um, 25 points. We went by – oh, yeah, that's right. You said I was out of the money. Um, you know, I think it's probably more in the 40 range. I mean, Georgia State's made a bowl game before, maybe multiple. So mm-hmm. this is not, I don't know who they are this year. Don't even know their record. That's sad. But uh, they're I think one it, and two. Okay. I still don't think it's the same caliber of Akron, Alabama State. So I think we more of 40. I think we get in the 40s and then, you know, I don't know, subtract 25. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that's like what Georgia you know, State gets. 
42 to 17 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, although I don't really feel like they're going to get 17. So I'm torn on this one. Um, <laughs> but I do think we probably wind up in the 40-point range on offense. Yeah, I can see that. I think that's possible. I think the the way the offense can move the ball, and I think the running game, and I think we'll probably rely a little bit more on the pass game too, just kind of you know develop that out um, during games like this. Um, I think we'll we'll kind of go back to that. Um, I predicted preseason we'd win by 31 points. I think we can do that. I still think that's a reasonable amount, 31 points. Um, so you know if that's the case, you know we score say 45 points. You know, we, we beat <laughs> – I think we can beat Georgia State. I, I think that's a pretty reasonable score. Um, and I think that would be a good – I don't think it's going to make me feel any better, like you said, about the Penn State loss. But, hey, maybe we shore up some things that we, we've been working on. So um, definitely looking forward to seeing how we uh, kind of move on from the Penn State game um, and make the adjustments. For sure. All right, Jared, last segment of the day. This is uh, an Auburn fan perspective of the SEC. Um, very fun segment where we put on our orange-blue glasses, see uh, what we see around the SEC, because a lot of things happen every week. Um, there were a lot of slower, still kind of boring games in week three of college football, um, like Texas A&M beating New Mexico State, Missouri beating Southeast Missouri State, Tennessee beat Tennessee Tech, Arkansas beat Georgia Southern, and the list goes on. Like, it's just – there were, like, six games that were kind of like that. Okay, you, you beat a cupcake, and you can't really tell too much from that about the team. But there were some very good ones and, and tight games. And, Jared, I want to start out with Alabama versus Florida games. So, number one, Alabama versus a number 11, Florida. Alabama did squeak out the win, 31-29. to 29. I personally thought it was going to be a 20-point – win by for for Bama but boy was I wrong that game easily could have been uh Florida's um if they had just made a couple extra plays um Jared what's your thoughts on on that game and kind of where Alabama and both Florida are at well uh if you didn't see the game Alabama won 31 29 and Alabama scored 21 points in the first quarter so that (laughs) tells you a little bit about how the game went I mean they Mm. scored 21 and then Florida won the other three quarters but when you dig yourself a, you know, that big of a deficit, it's hard to come out of it. So I think Alabama, I think Florida ran for close to 300 yards. I mean, it was, here's the deal, honestly. And this is, I'm not trying to be biased here, but honestly, if Florida could tackle better and took better angles, Alabama was winning basically by just dumping it out in the flat. Mm-hmm. And then their guy was juking the Florida defender and it wound up being a touchdown. It yeah. was not the same Alabama last year where they had these, crossing patterns that literally there's nothing you could do about it if florida took better angles and on the defender florida wins that ball game yeah and so what does that mean well basically it means they're both good teams i think florida's probably a little better than people thought um and alabama is beatable which is all you really can hope for they are beatable i don't know who's going to beat them but they are beatable and and that was absolutely proven in that game yeah and that's one thing i think early on i was thinking Wow, Alabama against, you know, Miami week one, number one versus number 14. Alabama just, they look dominant. And I think this is one of the first uh, chinks in the armor that you see for Alabama. And I think there's going to be more teams that keep it close with Alabama. 
Now, will they win? I don't know. I don't think Alabama's schedule is set up that well. Maybe Ole Miss. Maybe Ole Miss does that because Ole Miss has Alabama's number. But I think Alabama is probably not going to lose even one game unless it's maybe against us. Maybe we shock the world. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I think Alabama's kind of setting themselves up uh, to play well, um, even against tough teams like Florida. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network Booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. Another kind of interesting one that uh, was, you know, I kind of alluded to this in our last podcast, but Mississippi, uh, Mississippi State versus Memphis. So this this play kind of, um, it was close at the end. And this this play at the end, you probably have seen it. It's uh, pretty much a botch call from the SEC refs. Um, what? But what they a bot- do that? A botch call from the refs? <laughs> Never. Never. Um, but they they there was this punt, and it looked like you know Mississippi State had downed it, and then all of a sudden one of the Memphis players grabs it and runs it back like ninety yards. And you're like, what the heck just happened? And apparently that play was a botched call. Even the SEC officiating crew said, yeah, we made a mistake. (laughs) Oh, man. I I, just can't help but laugh, especially since Auburn had some crazy plays that called for and against them (laughs) by SEC refs. Man, they're they're just a dumpster fire right now, the SEC officiating crew. (laughs) Holy crap. Do you? Do you think they just have a recording that says, yes, we made a mistake, and, like, they just hit that button? <laughs> like, they're, every, all the people are on vacation, actually. They they call in for a, a – journalists call in for a response, and that button just gets played. Yes, we made a mistake. <laughs> That's about right. That's about right. Or no comment. And no comment. When you hear yeah. no comment, you're like, yeah, you made a mistake. <laughs> hey, we only bring in like $30 billion a year. Do you expect us to use that money to make the rest better? <laughs> I mean, what are, you, what are you thinking, people? No, never. Why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Um, another kind of interesting one that uh, 
ended up happening was uh, Georgia beating uh, South Carolina. And uh, that one, I, I think Alabama, I mean, Georgia, uh, I honestly, okay, South Carolina's bad, but real bad. But I think the interesting thing part, uh, the interesting part was JT Daniels, the previous game wasn't playing. This game uh, came back, apparently it was like an oblique kind of injury. Um, he, he looked so good. And so I think Georgia is going to be a tough one to beat this year. Um, but JT Daniels, oh man, like in their defense, it's going to be a tough, tough battle for anybody against Georgia uh, this year. But I still think they are beatable. I, I don't think they're any better than Alabama. Um, so I, I think Georgia is definitely a beatable team still. Um, let's also talk about uh, kind of a non-SEC game. But I, I think this is still kind of relevant especially in the playoffs game, uh, Clemson barely beat Georgia Tech. Barely, like 14 to 8. Was that Was that even like – I didn't even think that was possible, that Georgia so, Tech might beat Clemson. So Clemson won 14 to 8. Ohio State was up on, I think, Tulsa by six points late in the fourth. Now they ran away with it. Oklahoma had to hang on to beat Nebraska. Um, these are th- Those are all teams that have been perennial – playoff teams and struggling this yeah. is this is a, are we in a new era of playoffs potentially i think alabama's still out there but is it is that even possible i mean it's a weird year i don't i mean right now i would argue i would argue arkansas and Ole miss are ahead of lsu and auburn in the west and i mean that's that's weird to say from just normal talent and tradition yeah. um right now i would say that um you know I think right now the only two teams that – well, never mind. I mean, I, you could say Oregon, too. They went and beat Ohio State. And Penn State has had two really good wins, so you could put them up there. Mm-hmm. But really the only two that I feel like are probably ahead of everybody is Georgia and Alabama. Lucky us because those are our two biggest rivals. But, <laughs> I mean, those yeah. are the only two teams that – you know, now the, the Clemson win for Georgia is not looking as good as it did because Clemson's not a good team right now. That is true. Um, yeah. But – we know Georgia's defense is nasty and, you know, they may not put 40 up when they play, uh, you know, your, your Auburns and stuff, but you know, they're going to be hard to beat because of the defense, but yeah, there's not a great teams out there right now, honestly. Um, yeah. I, 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 expect, weird year. I, I expect at least a couple teams to kind of bubble up there, but so far three weeks into the season, there's still Alabama and Georgia. And then mm-hmm. there's a lot of teams that are kind of just like right below them. And I think one or two of them are going to start bubbling up. Maybe it's the Penn States of the world um, kind of jumping up in there. I, I, at this current moment, I would say Penn State probably needs to be top five. I don't know where they wound up, but they need to be top five. They've beaten Wisconsin and they've beaten Auburn. Um, I don't know that anybody else has a better resume right now. Not for two games. I would say Oregon has a better one-game resume. I would have said Georgia, but Clemson's looking pretty bad. So, yeah, I would say yep. Oregon has the best one-game win. Penn State probably has the best two-game wins. Yep. And you look at UCLA, everybody thought they were back. They destroyed LSU. They lost to Fresno State. Like, <laughs> And I fully do not expect Oregon to go through their whole schedule unscathed, even though they beat Ohio State. So I don't know what's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. I, I Coming out of a year where it was only conference play to this, it feels weird. Um, but in a, sometimes it's good. But the teams that you, I feel like you expect, say, you know, 2020 didn't happen. And – you play a regular season last year. I mean, I don't think we have this year where we're kind of like looking at the top 
you know, 25 teams and you're like, there's not really that many dominant ones out there. Like you do, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's usually a couple that kind of get up there. Um, so I, I don't know. That makes it a little weird. Um, one other game that I wanted to mention was uh, this, this one. I feel bad for Vandy kind of Stanford, Stanford beat them. I, I know Stanford can be a good team, but Vandy lost them one. Uh, and now Vandy's got one win, two losses. I mean, do you think Vandy can even get like three wins this season? No. Is that even in the cards? No, because I don't know who they play from the West, but it's going to be two teams. And I'll be honest, Mississippi State is the only team they could even in any universe think they could beat. And so that's two from the West. And in the East, Kentucky's really good this year. Maybe they could hang with South Carolina. I doubt it. Yeah. Um, you know, t- I think Tennessee would beat them. Florida and Georgia will destroy them. No, I don't think they do. And I hate it. But um, I think yeah. this might be top to bottom outside of South Carolina, Vandy. And I'll, I'll hold judgment on Miss State. This may be the most top to bottom the SEC's been in a long time. That is true. There's a lot of teams at the top, and then there's a lot of teams at the bottom, for sure. <laughs> Which I, mean, I is, think, I don't know, that's not typical for the SEC well, I mean, in, you, in a you lot of years. Yeah, I mean, you, the fact that Arkansas and Ole Miss are highly ranked and probably deserve it right now, like it's not mm-hmm. a fluke, they're highly ranked. Florida's obviously back. Georgia's what they are. Um, yep. You know, Tennessee, the verdict's still out. But in the West, there literally is no gimme game. There is yeah. no gimme game. Maybe Miss State, and that's it. So I just think it's a really – it's going to be a tough ride for anybody, honestly, through the SEC. And, and Vandy just doesn't – I hate it. But if it's not a debate, they're they're probably not going to win it. Yeah. I mean, I think the only team Vandy could beat, and it's a non-SEC team, is UConn, who's 0-4 right now. And They could beat them because they've already fired their coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you, you got that. Now it's two wins. And then, like you said, maybe it's Mississippi State. I, but that would get you up to three wins. And like that's that's a tough year. I mean, I know you don't you got a new coach, but like that's a tough year for let me, let me ask you two non SEC questions and then I'll be done. Um first one is, you know, Rhett Lashley was the hot topic last year. I mean, he mm. is he is he coaching for his job now? They're struggling. I don't know, man. It, it they're yeah, it, the games I've watched from them have not been great. And I feel like last year I was watching Rhett Lashley every other week thinking, man, this guy's, he's, you know, I think one of the things, you know, is he under Gus? Like when he was at Auburn, was he really doing a lot? And I think when he jumped out under Gus's wing and he kind of did his own thing, he started to, you know, flourish a little bit. And I think this is one of the first years where he's, he's not done as well. He's maybe even taken a step back um, with his coaching. So I'd hope not for his sake because I like Rhett Lashley, um, but maybe it's possible. Second question has zero to do with us, but very curious. Is Mike Norvell going to survive the season at Florida State? They're 0 3. <laughs> They're 0 3. They're 0 3. Oh, man. With the Jacksonville I, State loss. Keep, it, keep that in mind. Whew. I, man, like that's tough. I mean, do you do you how can you make it out of that season and like i mean like you gotta win most of your games for the rest of the season they lost 35 to 14 to wake forest no i don't uh that you give me those numbers and i do not see a way for him making it out of the season they're they're gonna go to an interim coach i'm gonna give a prediction 
eight weeks into the season. So five weeks from now. So that's my, I think they're going to fire him in, in, in five weeks. Well, that might be good then because they play UMass the week before the fifth week. And if they lose to UMass, you might be right. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> that's rough. That's crazy how bad Florida State has just dropped off. I mean, again, it, like we talk about Texas being a hotbed, you know, tons of talent from high school. Florida's that state too. There's a lot of good talent that, that is from Florida. And Florida State's struggling that much, even with the talent that's already in their state. Man, tough, tough time for them. I think one, but we need to do a podcast one day because everybody blindly, and I do too, follows these charts. But when you look at Texas and and really the state of Florida for the past few years, other than Florida Gators and the struggles of California, I wonder if we do a deep dive into that. Like, are they off on those numbers? I mean, those those states are loaded with talent, supposedly, and we always say that. Yeah. But maybe that needs to be a bigger look. Maybe are, are the like I wish somebody could track those players. How did they really turn out? Because maybe we're overinflating those numbers. Because yeah, there's if the numbers are true, there's no reason Texas and Florida State should be bad for more than one year. Yeah, I'll give you a year every now and then. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and and I always love to do this. There's this uh, person that uh, has this website. It's called CoachesHotSeat.com. And so I like to go on it every once in a while. They update it usually on about a weekly basis during the football season. But guess where Mark, Mike Norvell at Florida State is? <laughs> where, even, where would he be on all of, you know, 120 or so, you know, head coaches? Where, where a, is he? I'm assuming his face is on the website now. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. But <laughs> I'm how high up? Number, I'm assuming he's number one. He's not number one. That's Dino Babers at Syracuse. I don't know. Oh, wow. Huh. Yeah. Okay. But he is number eight. So Mike Norvell is number eight on this hot list of coaches that might get fired. That's got to be because he's only in his second year. They're probably thinking they'll give him three years. Otherwise, from production, you got to think, oh, man, he's got to be higher than that. Yeah. No, I think so, too. I think that could be. (laughs) That's tough, man. That's tough. All right, Jared, any other thoughts about uh, Georgia State or anything else before you get out of here? No, uh, I will add that apparently, I mean, the temperature is supposed to be like 77 and it's going to be late afternoon. So it might actually feel like a a fall football game. So yeah, that's about the only other thing I could add. Yeah, that'll be, I know, what was it? When I went to the Alabama State game, we got hints of it, but it was still like when you're out in the sun, it was hot. Yeah. Um, So maybe this will be the first game where ah, this is a nice 70 degrees outside. I'm enjoying some football outside. Uh, this might be the first one. Absolutely. All right, Jared, how can people stay in touch with you? You can find me on Facebook under Jared Davis. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at A-J-A-Y-J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.